I need love, I'm depressed, I'm a fool, I'm a mess But my first priority is never second best Driving down Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Freakin' the Mom Jeans. And I'm doing something very special, different, cool, unique, quirky. I'm having a guest via Zoom. I finally got my shit figured out and like got someone who isn't in Nashville to be on this podcast. Um, so I'd love to introduce my first um, cross-state borders guest, Nicole. Nicole, Hello. how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining me. This is like the most exciting thing to happen to me this week. I think same. <laughs> wow. Okay. Love that. So Nicole, tell me just a little bit about yourself or like what you want to disclose to the general public. Yeah. Um, so I guess originally I come from New York. I moved to Nashville about three years ago ago and I've just kind of been like navigating this new kind of like adulthood period of my life which has been super interesting and crazy. I've like moved a couple times. I moved out to California and came back, um, dealt with a lot of mental health issues over the years um, and yeah I'm super open to talk about any of that kind of stuff so. Oh really amazing. Excited. Yeah I think we you know, we've talked before about things and we definitely have had very similar experiences and like, yeah, moving to the West Coast and then moving back. And um, we've also talked about the fact, and I was telling you this the other day, that like, we both feel like our time in California isn't necessarily like over, like feel like there's still, that chapter is still being written in some way. Um, but yeah, I, so I love that we have that to connect on. Um, but yeah. we have a lot to connect on. We really than, do. <laughs> we do. We do. Like may, maybe more than we would want, um, but it's fine. And by that, I, let's just get into like the juicy shit. Like, let's just go. Let's go there. Yeah, um, let's go. Yeah, like I, I feel like this is now an offensive term. So maybe I might take this out, but like Eskimo sisters is definitely a thing. Um, yeah. And I think we've, I think we are that. We, um, definitely. Uh, actually, or no, are know. we not full? Are we is not that, full? We might <gasps> not be full. Oh, wait, no, I didn't even. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> what, what is, is the it? other? What's um, a, what's a term? Yes, yeah. yes. Oh my god, I remember in high school, like being a spit sister with one of my friends was like so funny. I was just like, what? Dude. Like, it was just like because there wasn't that many people that went to my high school, and like, obviously, people are gonna you know overlap and creates this little bond well bitch I did not even give this boy a blowjob so oh okay so you're you're <laughs> like on different levels then I okay well let me let's just like expose so we both yeah, have I need to like do this yeah so we've <laughs> both have been with the with the same guy in different ways so yeah he I and I was actually just talking to a friend about this and like this is probably gonna like any guy that listens to this is gonna be like okay well Megan crossing her off my list but I do not <laughs> for personal choice reasons, I do not give blowjobs unless I am, like, dating someone, um, and I think, like, for me, that just comes from, A, I don't really like giving them, um, first of all, and then, B, I'm just, like, I get so scared of, like, STDs and, like, anything like that, that I am just, like, 
I don't know that just even though I like have literally I mean I'll have sex with people whatever but it's just like something about like my mouth I'm just like no I don't want this like near me like don't want this to be impossible thing. I totally understand that and kind like I do agree with it and also what I've kind of noticed is like I think oral sex is more um intimate than like mm-hmm. sexual intercourse like I just think it is and I definitely have contemplated with myself like is this something that I like should or shouldn't do whatever for the same reasons and yeah yeah but I I mean it's such a personal choice like and I I know I know women who like love to do that and like they feel powerful doing that that's part of it too yeah and I it's totally valid and I (laughs) I watched this um I don't know if you've ever seen this Netflix comedy special um I think it's Nikki Glaser yeah Oh my god. I love that one. Yeah. For everyone listening, if you have not watched this, like, please go and watch this. this I, me and my sister have watched this four or five times because um, it gets funnier every time. And she just talks about how, you know, as far as like blowjobs go, the women who like love giving them are, are ones that like got complimented on them like the first few times. And yep. that any women, any woman would give more blowjobs if she just got complimented on them more. And I'm just like, that's so true. I mean, it, like, I feel like had I had a bit more encouragement at the beginning, maybe I would feel more confident. But at this point, I'm just like, I mean, I know I'm like, okay, but it's not my, not my thing, my forte. Yeah. Well, if we're going to get into like this whole topic, which I would, I'm fine with that. Um, I like the first boy that I like ever kissed was the first guy that I gave my first blowjob to. That wasn't English, but. No, but I get it. It makes sense. It was that in the same so, sitting? Was like that the same time? No, no. Oh, thank God. Time. Okay, that seemed like yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be way too much. <laughs> so much. Um, and like, I was in high school, and I never really like gave blowjobs to like anyone after that. And then mm-hmm. finally, I started talking to someone, kind of, and it was like literally like I had never done it before. And he like would compliment it, and so when I listened to, and that's why I was like, wait, like. And then I felt like confident about it. And I was like, wait, I can do this. And it makes Mm -hmm. you feel powerful. So like, that's something I kind of use as like a, um, like a little trick up my sleeve or something. Like I'll hold off and then like, I'll do it. And then it's like, you know, because I've been told I'm good at it. So it's kind of my like thing that I'm just like, okay, like I'll hold off. But yeah, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have felt that way if I wasn't like confident on that. So when I Mm -hmm. saw um Nikki's thing about it I was like that is so true and it was kind of like a wake-up call and I was like and I kind of do like I'm not very selective on like if I am going to give a guy head or not um and then that made me kind of think like maybe I should be a little bit more selective and just because like you think you're good at something now doesn't mean you have to give that to everyone there's like no reason yeah I mean I think it's all about you know what you're feeling in the moment and like yeah, I definitely had like been in the heat of the moment and like someone has asked me and then I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, I think when they ask, it's just like, I'm completely turned off, like get away from me, get off of me, leave my house. Yeah, like, I it, ugh, I guess I, I've never really gotten like this detailed about my sex life, but I mean, I'm totally like down for it. I kind of love it. Um, But yeah, like I don't know if you experienced this. This is something else I was talking to my to my roommate about the other day. But like, I like guys. It's kind of like a double standard almost in my mind, which is almost like why I'm kind of like, hmm, I don't know if I'm saying saying the right thing. But when guys go down on me, 
like on the first like time we're hanging out to me that is so sexy I'm like hell yeah like so excited but like I won't I'm not gonna return it so but I'm like thank you for doing that and that's and that's how it should be and um so if we're going back to the guy that we both hooked up with Mm -hmm. I like gave him head the first time we hung out yeah and then after and because for me it was just a hookup and I was like this is funny whatever but he didn't return the favor and the next time we hung out he didn't return the favor and this was like kind of spread out over some time and he also made it clear that he didn't want to have sex so I was just like what is going on here this is really weird and I know because you told me that there was like a different kind of thing happening for you yeah well Um, we yeah no keep keep going with what you're saying though yeah so my friend um who I would talk to about like him because I just thought it was it was my first guy I hooked up with from tinder um and she was like why the fuck are you giving him head every time you hang out and he's not returning the favor and like this is just a hookup for you so what are you getting out of it whatever and I was just like I literally felt like I was slapped in the face in like the best way possible and I was like you're so right and so the next time we hung out I made him give me head before I gave him head and I was like fuck yeah but then that was the last time we hung out so but also it was right before it was like March 9th so like quarantine yeah so honestly the best note to end on it was a great I was just like fuck yeah no that's I am powerful and that is powerful that's a power move (laughs) and I love it yeah my experience with that particular guy was a little bit different because um yeah, he, I also met him through Tinder. I think I hung out with him probably like maybe six months to a year before you hung out with him, I think. So he was probably in a different headspace. I don't know. But he, um, we matched on Tinder, same thing. But we actually like went on a first date. Like we went on a date date. Like we went out to dinner and he bought me drinks. And um then he like tried to extend the date by like going out for ice cream or something. But at that point, I was just like, <laughs> I was kind of in the mind space where I just kind of wanted to hook up because um, I was in my serial dating phase, which is a really dangerous phase for me. And um, so I was like, oh, let's just actually go back to my place. Like, I was just like, let's skip ice cream, you know? Um, and so we like went back and we like made out, but that was about it on the first hang. And then the next time we hung out, I definitely just made it more of a hookup. I was like, you want to just come here? Like, I don't know. We definitely didn't like try to make it a date a second time. And so after that, it definitely became more of a hookup, but I was kind of confused about what he wanted because he had definitely started it out as more of like a dating scenario. Yeah. And so then I'm sure he just picked up on my vibe that I was like, mm, no, I actually don't. That's so it. interesting because with my experience with him it was like right off the bat it was so just like transactional it was Mm -hmm. like this is what's gonna happen like whatever and I was just like I've never done this before so why not yeah it's interesting it's interesting for sure yeah because I was telling you too that like (laughs) it definitely became transactional for me because there was like one morning where I had a, I had like a test at like 11 a.m. or something. And he had texted me that morning, not even, a, yeah, not like a midnight text. This was like a 7 a.m. text. This guy was an early riser, I guess. And he was like, hey, do you want to like, like come over or I go over to your place? And I was like, well, 
I have a test at 11, but you can come over and like, we can cuddle for a bit. And so we came over, we literally cuddled. That's like all we did. Um, I made him leave at like 10 AM. I studied for like 15 minutes and then I got a hundred on the test and I was like, this is the best. Like I felt so, felt so powerful. Um, and then, yeah, I think shortly after that, me and him, like just he, he fell off the radar. I did too. I think I, I'm sure I started dating someone at that point. I don't know. And, um, and then I like blocked him on Snapchat at some point. Cause I was like, he was just so readily available to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. this isn't, this is almost like not healthy for me. I need to like, not have this available to me. So exactly. Um, I, yeah. Cut him off. But I think it's just so interesting that, and you know what, this brings up the whole STD point too, is that I remember me and him like, yeah, he, I think he went down on me. I think, I don't remember clearly. Um, but I remember he like wanted to have sex and I was like, oh, when was the last time you like got tested? And he was, he was kind of like embarrassed. He was like, damn, you know, it's been like about a year since I got tested. He's like, I don't really have a reason. I didn't have a reason to get tested. And I was like, no, I understand. I mean, it's not like at the forefront of everyone's mind. I was like, but I don't, like, I'm not going to do that unless they, like, kind of know what's going on down there, um, mm-hmm. and so we ended up not having sex, and he wasn't able to get tested in the period of time that we were talking, so we never did, um, but I just, yeah, I wonder if he ever got tested. I think that was really important. I hope he did that. <laughs> I don't know. We, it never came up when I was talking. No, him, it, I don't think. it genuinely d- rarely ever comes up, and I'm still, I still forget, you know, in the, in the heat of things, but I, I yeah, it's something I've tried to, like, become a part of my, like, just routine. <laughs> yeah, well, I think also, like, at least for me, when I'm hanging out with a guy, and I know it's headed that way, I only will do something like that if I'm really sure that this guy's like into me and that mm-hmm. it's not and or they're pretending to be that's fine too I just need to feel wanted yeah so then it gets to a point where all of a sudden like he's talking to me and I'm like staring out into space thinking about what our children's names are gonna be and like we just met and I'm thinking I'm the only girl in the world that he's ever even like looked at at this yeah. point. Like there's, there's never been a girl before. So of no. course. No. And a girl TVs. after? No. Exactly. Exactly. He disappears when I'm done with him. Like <laughs> yeah. he, there's no girls after like yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that I imagine all of that stuff. So it's like, of course yeah. he doesn't have an STD. Like he's never been with anyone else. Like it's me yeah um and so I never I never asked but I've been asked like once and I was thrown off and I was like do you think like what is that yeah you know what I mean and that's terrible no it's an immediate like ego thing of like what do you mean like I wouldn't be unsafe and I only like I don't sleep with dirty people I'm not dirty but I think like that's one of the goals I've had of like this kind of part of the goal of this podcast is like normalizing that. Cause I think that it's something like nobody really talks about in a way that's like, yeah, it's, it's casual. I mean, it can be like a serious thing, you know, if something's going on, but you know, for the most part, it's just like, yeah, you just need to be aware of like what's happening with your body. And, you know, I don't know, you don't want to feel responsible for giving someone else something without them knowing. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like the amount of my close friends, like I, couldn't even tell you how many of them have like 
had an STD before and that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean and even if they were it doesn't matter but that doesn't mean that they've been sleeping around that could be like one random night it has to be one not having sex for like six months first night you have sex again like that person just happens to like you know have chlamydia and then you're fucked yeah yeah. it's it's so true it's like that saying that you know I'm sure they like used in the 80s to scare people but it's really true it's like you're not just sleeping with one person when you sleep with someone you're sleeping with everyone they've ever slept with and they're sleeping with everyone you've ever slept with because a lot of things yeah are incurable or like or just stick around for a while, yeah, you know? Sure. And it's like, it's just, I don't, I also don't mean to be like an scary in any way. Like when I'm t- talking to my friends about this, I'm always like, I'm not saying this to scare you. I only say this because like, I care about you. And I think like, I think it's, it's that thing of awareness and being like, okay, like, yeah, I should just get tested every like, you know, few months or like if I ever have a reason to get tested and feel okay. Yeah, that, you know? sure. I get tested every time I go to like my primary care doctor. Yeah, same. Just because even if I haven't had sex since the last time that I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like whatever. Like I'm here, I might as well. Yeah, and same with, um, yeah, because I just went to the gynecologist actually and like they did like the full panel. Everything was good, but I also like, since I turned 21 and that's when you start getting the pap smear and um, I had that done last year and they actually found abnormal cells. So like, and that's sounds kind of scary, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It just means like need to make sure I'm up to date on like Gardasil, like, which I did when I was younger and like, they just have to monitor it to make sure it doesn't turn into like cervical cancer. And so I, like, and I just had that done again and it once again came up the same way. So it's kind of just like, you know, it, I think, and especially when I first got that result, I was like scared out of my mind. I was like, okay, so like, what, what, what does that mean I have? What have like, what's been given to me? Like, you know, all these questions, but, um, you know, I talked to the doctor and they like, they're like, no, like this is, very a normal reading to get it's just that we have to be vigilant and so I think yeah that's that just that thing of being aware and once you have the knowledge it's less scary I feel like yeah and I think you know as soon as because like I always had a fear of going to the gynecologist like I Mm -hmm. hate the whole thing and once you get over that fear it's just like you have this like resource with your nurse or your doctor or whoever and like it's and you're like because a lot of the times I mean a lot of people will have these symptoms and just like ignore them because they're like that can't be like it can't be me whatever and once you mm-hmm. get over that fear of like going to the gynecologist or going to the doctor I feel like it's a lot safer to just be doing everything because you know, you're more likely to go get something checked out the second that you notice something's up rather than waiting three months mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. Yeah. Late. And if you catch it at first, yeah, it's like, yeah, you could fix it and there's not going to be any damage. Whereas, yeah, if you just hold off, you may have just made the problem way worse. So mm-hmm. yeah, very, very important. Um, okay. I feel like this is not where I want to end it because this has been a great conversation, but I also would love to end on the note of like, I think another thing you and I like really share, we kind of touched on it at the beginning, but uh, you know, California going out, pursuing our, our goals, you know, California is part of that, but 
I think another thing you and me have in common is like wanting to kind of do our own thing and have a platform for our own voice. And like, for me, that's obviously been the podcast. And so I'd love to kind of talk about what you're doing. Um, and yeah, what you're trying to pursue on your own. Yeah. So I guess to like sum it up, I want to create a platform um, where artists of any medium, any background, any anything uh, feel included. And I almost want it to serve kind of more as like kind of a source of like A&R, like of new mm-hmm. artists or maybe underdog artists or kind of underground art, like just people that you wouldn't normally think of or people that I've grown to love in Nashville that I know my friends from New York and California are not going to have heard of. So kind of giving voices to people that me and other people like me really enjoy, um, whether that be through like graphic design work or photography or fashion. My friend um, that is helping me run the company or whatever it's going to turn into a company she's a fashion designer so it's really good to have that side of it um any type of music and even like eventually I'd love for it to be um kind of like a community where we can that's where people discover like oh this person did great work this shoot was awesome I want them to shoot my next single cover you know and like kind of have it be like a place of discovery kind of like a discover page for the arts. Maybe that'll be my um, tagline or something. Yeah. No, I love that. No, I, I think it's amazing. And like, um, uh, yeah, what we've talked about is like, I think just like actually just doing it. And cause I've had a lot of people ask me just like about starting a podcast and like, what did that look like? And they say, you know, I want to, I've been wanting to do that. And my like advice always is just like, maybe I'm stealing that Nike logo or that Nike thing, but like, just do it. Like you literally just have to just be like, okay, like push past the fear a little bit and be okay with some people thinking it's lame or thinking like, why does she think she can have a voice on that? Or there's always going to be people saying that shit. Um, And that's totally, totally fine. I mean, I've been judgy of people's things before, not even like, and that always comes out of a place of like, why didn't I think of that first? Or mm-hmm. yeah, thinking that I had a better opinion on it. And it's like, well, then why don't you fucking do it? Like, if you're gonna push back on someone, then you need to, you need to be able to give it right back. So sure. I think it's amazing that you um, are doing the same with um, this site that you're launching and just like going after it. I think that's so important. Yeah, thank you. I mean, like, for me, that whole fear of caring what other people think um affected me in a different way than I think it affected most people because I always told myself that I don't care what other people think of me mm-hmm. when I really deep down do I mean no one no one truly doesn't care about what other people think about them yeah um but I really had to like reevaluate where I get my validation from Um, And I think over the past year, because not much in my life has necessarily changed in the past year compared to other years when I was like living in a different state and whatever, like things have stayed pretty constant. Um, The one thing that has had a major, major shift is where I get my validation. And at this point, I look within myself for happiness. I look within myself for validation, which when you're struggling with like anxiety and like um, 
other mental illnesses, that can almost be worse because so finally it's like, I, I've accepted that I'm the only person whose opinion actually matters. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you have this like kind of angel devil situation that's like constantly going on. And then it's like, if you're having a bad day and you're telling yourself terrible things about yourself, you start to believe whatever your internal voice is saying as your truth. And that's been what this whole past year it's been for me trying to figure out. Um, And like, I'm not there and I'm probably not going to be there in five years. I probably won't be there in 10 years, but (laughs) hopefully eventually like I will come full circle with all of that. Um, Yeah. It's very much a journey. And like, I also also think that um, one of the things that's helped me personally is I yeah, I don't care necessarily about what everyone thinks um, because, yeah, that's going to get messy real quick and not everyone is going to be your biggest fan. Not everyone, you're not everyone's cup of tea, you know, but at the same time, I always look toward um, the people who I respect and the people I want respect from, the people that I invest my time in and give love to. Those are the people that ultimately I am seeking some sort of validation from. I don't think, like, obviously it's still not ever gonna I'm never gonna get all of that from those people a lot of it has to be internal but I have found that's the way to kind of like navigate things and be like okay like this is really um something that is like interesting or is good work to someone that I really like value the same in and so like I Mm -hmm. go more towards that um but yeah I don't know for me that's kind of been something that I've been trying to to focus more on as well yeah that's interesting too because I think that I totally agree with you like I there's definitely people who I respect or really love and I um always want their opinion I always want their feedback and what they say is going to kind of have some sort of an effect on what my ultimate decision is um and I think without that it gets pretty lonely because you get into a place where you can almost pick apart like any person and give them a reason to like as to why maybe what they're saying isn't a hundred percent true or might be biased Mm -hmm. and then it just like is like a rabbit hole and it's like whatever but going off of that um I think that it's really important to really know the difference and between who you actually respect and who is someone you're trying to gain the respect of Mm -hmm. um or people that respect you and people that you constantly reaching to get the respect of because yeah that is like and that kind of is like the same thing with like lust versus love like Mm. knowing the difference and being aware of that and like that's something I struggle with and same with the other um kind of not like understanding that if I'm reaching so hard to get someone to respect me and give me the time of day it's like move on like please like just get over it and like yeah just you know like use that time and energy on yourself or on someone else that you know is giving you the things that you need and odds are like if you start to pour that energy into a someone else or or b back into what you're doing like the person that you were hoping to reach like you know maybe they'll they'll figure it out and then they'll get on board and then it's like they found it on their own instead of you like you know really trying to get them there but all of, all of that is easier said than done, of course. Yeah, and that's really how, like, this whole new project I'm working on was born is because I 
recently kind of cut ties with a situation that was extremely um, draining for me. And I've had so much more free time, not necessarily like um, I've been less busy, but I've had more time in my head to think about um, productive things for Mm. my life rather than trying to help someone be productive in their life. Um, and it's just like, has made a world of a difference. It really has. I love this growth we're both experiencing. I feel like we're, I feel like we're just now hitting the part of life where we know enough about ourselves to be able to like share that with the world and like, feel like it's productive and creating something that will last for forever. So yeah. Yay. Well, this has been so amazing. Like literally could talk to you for ages. I'm pretty sure. I know. And, and we will continue to, I, I have no yes. doubt about it. We need so, to do like weekly, just like catch ups, even if we're I, just on Zoom. No, I agree. I think we're both very much in a, in a similar place where it would like help us to talk through things together. But yeah, thank you so much for joining the podcast. And um, yeah, Nicole, thank you for joining. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Yay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Bye. And that's all, folks. (laughs) Ta-ta now.